Welcome to Policy Today. Thoughtful discussion of current issues vital to the future prosperity of Washington State. Produced by the Washington Research Council. Hello and welcome to the Washington Research Council Common Ground podcast. We are recording this uh, on location in Olympia at the state capitol, and we are pleased to have as our guest State Representative Christine Litton, who uh, represents the 40th Legislative District, and she is currently in her third term in the Washington State Legislature. Um, Representative Litton uh, just recently had the honor of being named the new chairwoman of the House Finance Committee. Um, which is a very big job, Um, and one of the major tasks ahead for her and for the entire legislature is uh, K-12 funding and dealing with the McCleary decision, which is uh, the topic of today's podcast. So, Representative Litton, thank you so much for joining us. We're very happy to have you here. Thank you, Mary. Yeah. Um, So, we are going to talk today about McCleary. This is one of a series of podcasts where we are are talking with uh, members of the legislature about um, how this, the state deals with the, uh, the McCleary decision, which of course was a decision originally from the state Supreme Court in 2012, which said the state was not adequately funding education and was not fulfilling its constitutional duty of um, fully funding education. Um, to start off, Representative Litton, you are part of a um, legislative work group that was convened by Governor Inslee on McCleary funding. And I know that a lot of what happens is um, behind closed doors is still um, not all of it can be spoken about. But to the extent you can um, say what what has been discussed so far in those meetings. I'm sure. Thanks, Marie. So first, I think um, it would probably help to put things in a little bit of context the state Supreme Court ruled that the state of Washington was inadequately funding K-12 basic education, which was known as their McCleary ruling. And previously, the House Democrats, I believe it was in 2009-10, had proposed um, bills to deal with the issue, which the court relied on to determine, in general, what needed to be done to meet the state's constitutional requirement of fully funding K-12 education, which is our paramount duty. We struggled with this for a number of years because of the sheer cost of amply funding that basic education, combined with a very difficult um, economy during the recession and also funding other key functions of our state government. The good news is last year, we put in um, $1.3 billion more into the, the system that um, went toward funding our maintenance, our supplies, our books, our operating costs, shrinking our K-3 class sizes, and implementing all-day kindergarten across the state. So at this point, we're on track um, to fulfill that first part of McCleary by 2018. However, we've realized, as did the Supreme Court, that the state still relies on local levies to fund basic education, and particularly um, 
part of what's basic education is paying for our teachers, that compensation part. And the, the court has ruled that that is unconstitutional, that local levy money is supposed to go toward other educational needs as approved by um, people in local districts and not on teacher salaries, that that is the responsibility of us at the state level. So the court then found that the state of Washington is in contempt for not completely answering their early ruling. And that leads us to where we are at this point in time is McCleary Part 2, or Phase 2 as we're referring to to it, is figuring out how we take um, the state funding responsibility for compensation off of our local school districts and funded at the the states um, at the state level. So the McCleary Work Group's effort, um, you know, which the the governor established, has come been able to come to some agreement on our approach. And what the court has asked is that we need a plan in place to address that unconstitutionality of using local levies to fund basic education and for us to get into constitutional compliance. And we've talked uh, a lot about the the various issues that um, are involved in creating a plan. And as most people have guessed, it's um, very complex (laughs) and um, taking a lot of our time. But we're beginning to see some agreement on an approach to the plan. And in a split legislature, I think getting to that point has been an important step. So we're making good progress. Yeah, well, that's good to hear. Yeah, I mean, as you said, just just decide agreeing on a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and that leads me into another question, you know, given the fact that we're, you're coming into a short session where traditionally you just do, you know, minor changes and with a supplemental budget, um, is it more likely that you will, or will try to at least come to an agreement on a plan, uh, rather than, uh, uh, coming up with a ton of new funding um, in this particular legislative session. Yeah, I think you're right. I think agreeing on the plan, and that's kind of where we are to address the McCleary Phase 2 is our top priority. And in a short session, um, scheduled for 60 days, we want to be in and out in 60 days. Absolutely. Um, there will, of course, as always, be some spending adjustments like we do every supplemental year but they'll be relatively minor compared to the overall budget. I don't see much more beyond that. Okay. And um, how how likely would you say it is that, that you would agree on a plan by the session? I know it's a tough question because there are so many issues, but... Is that something you think is doable this session? I do. I think that we are working, you know, bipartisan, bicamerally. I think we have realized that it is our responsibility to um, adequately and amply and sustainably fund basic education. And I think that is the focus, is what is that plan? And mm-hmm. and quite frankly, um, you know, back in 09 and 10, that's exactly what the legislature did is they outlined it they came up with a plan and Mm -hmm. that sets the benchmarks and we believe that that is is what the court is looking for is how do we set those benchmarks to move forward okay great um is there general agreement on 
the number of uh, I've heard three point five billion dollars, um, which is the cost for um, implementing the rest of McCleary, the covering the teacher salaries for basic education. Do some people say no, it'll cost more or it'll cost less? I think it depends on who you ask, <laughs> um, but I think everyone is in agreement. The amounts more than zero, yeah, and yeah. likely in the billions, <laughs> um, and the the problem has several layers of complexity that makes it pinning down um, very difficult. And um, uh, we're moving forward on that. But given the limited data that we now have, I believe the safe range to work with is in the neighborhood of three to four billion. Okay, um, but. That's why the plan that we are looking at is to collect um, more data from our districts to see how much levy money is actually being used for basic education. And I think we need that data in order to pin down a dollar amount that we can all agree on. Yeah, absolutely. I, I imagine that'll be extremely helpful for you as legislators to have r- reasons for why you... you um, I have this number as a goal. And okay. yeah, and so that that data collection will that be happening sometime in the next year, do you think? Well, of of course, um we know that we have a deadline. Right. Um so um I I believe that that will happen over the ne- the next year. Yes. Okay. okay. Um 12 to 18 months. Yeah. We we have a deadline we're up against <laughs> right. um to amply fund that basic education cost. Yeah. So I I believe it will it is we're in the progress. Yeah. Well, for us data geeks, that's going to be just so much fun. It's, it's incredibly fun. <laughs> yeah. It is. I mean, on the one hand, it's fun. On the other hand, when you think about all the work that's going to have to go, and it's right. But um, it will be fascinating just to to really get uh, pinpoint those numbers. Um, okay. So uh, there's sort of sort of general agreement on the numbers, and the data will provide all legislators with with a much clearer idea of the total cost, and then that gets down to little more contentious contentious issue, which is where do you think the money should come from? I guess at this point, what I want to emphasize, and particularly being part of the work group, is that all options have to be on the table. Mm-hmm. And, and realizing that it's a difficult question is where that revenue is going to come from. And, you know, last year we were um, able to close some of our business tax credits that mm-hmm. that, that generated more um, money. And some members say new revenue is an absolute need and mm-hmm. that a capital gains tax on the wealthiest in the state is the most equitable. Mm-hmm. Others say we can do it without new revenue. And some say a straight levy swap would do the trick. And um, most people, I what I'm hearing from is saying that won't happen. So... Mm-hmm. As with the legislature, anything in the legislature, um, the answer is going to lie somewhere in the middle. Right. And what I want to make sure that I am able to do is to not include or exclude or really draw lines in the stand. I think Mm. these are going to be difficult discussions for everyone um, to have. They're going to be difficult political discussions to have. And I just want to make sure that all options are on the table and I keep a very open mind mm-hmm. on what the impacts will be across our state. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, um, you know, we focus so much right now on the policy wonkiness, the mm-hmm. revenue of it, is at the end of the day, are we going to have a great education system for our kids? Mm-hmm. And we have to keep that in the back of our mind always. Yeah. And I imagine, again, going back to the 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 question about um, the 
timeline and when what will happen again, since this is a short session, I imagine the decisions about the fund, where the money will come from will not be made this session, unless you all magically come to some grand agreement. And yep, <laughs> and, and if all the stars line up and a lot of magic happens, maybe we can find a solution. Right. But we do, I think it's really important for us to make sure we have the, the data and the research in hand yeah. to make informed decisions, mm-hmm. because this is will set the course for many years to come. We have right. to get this right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Another issue on the on the question of teacher salaries. So the question before you now is the state assuming responsibility for the full funding of the basic education teacher salaries. Um, beyond that, do you think teacher salaries should be increased? Do you think they're sort of okay now? Um, and would that you know would that if there was an increase, then would that increase? Uh, the the three or three point five or whatever the number comes out to be billion dollars. What's your what's your take on that? You know, when I've thought a lot about this, and when you think about what we've asked our teachers to do, and what we continually ask them to do more, and and if not from a legislative um, perspective, then from a societal perspective, I believe um, generally teachers are are underpaid. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that we are able to attract and retain the very best for a very important um, role in in our state. And when we talk about having a a prosperous economy, we have to make sure that we have a well-educated workforce to do that. And whether you own a business or um, um, want to have um, great outcomes and a great product, you have to invest. And I mm-hmm. think there is no greater investment than making sure that our, our teachers are, are paid um, a, a fair wage. Mm-hmm. And um, it's going to be a, a difficult and challenging um, discussion for lawmakers to have in the future. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, one of the side issues, well, it's not, uh, it's a it's a big issue in the matter of, of teacher salaries is when, once we have this shift where the state is um, providing the funds for the teacher's basic education salaries, will that change how um, bargaining is done? Will it stay the same or is that still up for for debate. I think that that is a problem that, you know, we will have to solve in the future. Mm-hmm. I think that is, you know, there are going to be many topics that are difficult for many people to have. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think there's more that unites us than divides us. But right. I think um, we have a lot of work ahead of us to do on this issue. Yeah. It's amazing when you think about it's complex enough figuring out, okay, where's this money going to come from? And just logistically. But then when you start you know, um, looking at sort of the repercussions of, okay, we'll teach your salaries. And mm-hmm. then if it's coming from the state, there are so many different issues. And I imagine you, of course, as you delve into this, right. just see the, sort of the work and, uh, and the to-do list piling up. It is. And it, many of us have been meeting, you know, over the last year mm-hmm. and laying this out. And it's incredible the number of spreadsheets and the data <laughs> that we've gathered at this point. Yeah. And I guess it just proved the complexity of this issue. And like I said, we need to really take the time and make sure we make good decisions that are going to last for a while. Um, yeah. And I want to take the time and get, and get it right. Yeah. That sounds, that that sounds good. Better to take time than to um, rush into something and then end up with a new system 
that isn't so great. Right. Um, so this is my ideal world question. Uh, in an ideal world, I mean, you've you've got experience, and you were on a local school board, and you've got a lot of experience in education. How? And you can get as specific or sort of general as you like. But mm-hmm. how would you like to see? Um, McCleary dealt with in an ideal world, you know, say we get to the some years in the future and we've hit our deadline, what would you like it to look like? You know, and it kind of goes back to when I was on the school board. Um, every year, one of the most exciting things that I was able to participate in is high school graduation. And, mm-hmm. and when those students left our doors and went off either into careers or into college or, or whatever their plans were, to make sure that they had the tools and the skills in order to be successful. So in, in my ideal world, um, I would love to see you know the million children of our state when they left our, our K-12 doors that, that they were prepared. And I think that is something, whether you're Democrat or Republican, um, I think that's what unites us in this mm-hmm. decision-making process, and mm-hmm. I think we can get there. Yeah. Um, uh, is this... I mean, obviously, McCleary is primarily a spending issue, but do you see um, this whole process of complying with McCleary and really changing the way uh, that we fund education, do you think there's an opportunity perhaps for um, other education, say policy reforms? And if so, what, what would you like to see? Yeah, I think, you know, the biggest form where you can do is to fully fund basic education mm-hmm. and to fully fund it at the state level. I laugh at my job here. You know, reform has kind of taken on a negative word but mm-hmm. or a connotation. But actually, every single bill that we do in the legislature is some form of reform. That's true. So, um, and the fact is, with education, we've been working on policy reform for, for years, and many of them I've been involved in, and, you know, whether it's STEM education or mm-hmm. a rebu- robust teacher-principal evaluation system and streamlining our assessment system, closing the achievement gap. We went to a 24-credit graduation right. requirement. Yeah, that was a big deal. Which was a really um, big deal, but mm-hmm. it's an ongoing process. But I think the biggest for- reform that that I will see in my years of the legislature um, will probably be funding basic education. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um there has been some criticism of the Supreme Court in the way it has handled itself around the McCleary decision, with some saying they have either stepped beyond the bounds of their um, of the judicial branch duties or um, or have come right up close to those to the boundary. Um, what, what do you think? I think um, our state constitution is very clear Mm -hmm. um, about amply funding basic education. I believe the Supreme Court were asked to rule on that, and they Mm -hmm. did. And some people don't like the answer they (laughs) give. Um, There's a, as we spoke earlier, a pretty big price tag associated Mm -hmm. with that. And so that is um, scary for some people. But the bottom line is... You know, the legislature reformed education funding model in 09 and 10, as mm-hmm. we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. And the Supreme Court's agreed with that approach and said, as long as we stick to that plan, um, the state will be in compliance. And 
we may not be going about the journey in the exact way the court wants us to. We haven't missed any statutory deadlines as yet. And I think we need to um, get into constitutional compliance. I think the kids of our state deserve no less. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking of the Constitution, obviously the the term paramount duty is in our Constitution, so um, we have to abide by that. But I'm wondering, um, there was a really interesting uh, couple of reports that the House Finance Committee staff prepared. One of them was on... um, K-12 funding in all 50 states. Mm-hmm. You know, for data geeks, it was especially fascinating to look at. Um, and it seems as though most of the states have, uh, you know, a balance between state and local funding. Now, again, it has to be different for us because of the wording of our Constitution. Um, but we are going to have, uh, in relation to most other states, a much more lopsided um, once f- there's full McCli- uh, compliance with McCleary, how uh, lopsided balance in terms of much more state than local? How are w- how what steps can we take, or are, what is the thinking on making sure that that's sustained in the future? You know, and say in case of future economic downturns, and just managing the K twelve with the other essential items in the state budget. Right, and a lot of that was outlined in the finance committee work, but Mm -hmm. there's another area where our state's an outlier, and we're the worst, 50th, with regard to regressive taxes of those Mm, 50 states. Um, The lowest earners in our state pay almost 17% of their income in taxes compared to less than 3% of the very rich, and Mm -hmm. that makes us an outlier on many levels, so... um, Education funding um, will continue to see many challenges down the road, even after we solve this McCleary problem um, due to the regressive nature of our state. Mm -hmm. Um, And if we don't solve um, other problems like income inequality and our regressive tax structure, I'm not sure how we get to a sustainable form of um, funding. And this isn't a Republican or Democratic problem or a conservative Versus a progressive problem, it's mm-hmm. it's it's a math problem in our state, mm-hmm. and um, with the middle class shrinking rapidly, um, if we don't do a course correction soon to stop um, relying heavily on our low income earners and the middle class to finance our state government, yes, we will see um, continued problems down the road on how we pay for our kids' education. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd be remiss while I have you here. Any. Um Thoughts from you on how to deal with that, with the middle class and the, our tax system on changing, perhaps changing the well, tax system? Well, um, <laughs> as I'm only into week two as the chair of the finance committee, I look forward to working on that. It's going to sure. take all of us working together to figure that yeah. out. Yeah, and, for sure. Um, you know, we have a very archaic um, tax system that isn't keeping up with our 21st century needs. And mm-hmm. when I look at... Um, businesses and our economy of how do we build a strong infrastructure in our state? I think education is the basis of that infrastructure. Mm-hmm. And we need to make sure that we have um, a great education system and um, so our kids can be successful in college, career, and life. All right. Well, Representative Litton, um, I could keep talking for quite a while, but I know you are a very busy woman. Um, but I'm sure this is not the last we'll be. Uh, 
talking about education. We'd love to have you on again sometime in the future. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, thank you to our listeners. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Policy Today is a production of the Washington Research Council, dedicated to providing timely, credible research and policy analysis supporting economic vitality and private sector job creation. For more information, go to researchcouncil.org.